0: Hi friend, my name is Danielle Halloran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the Detail Diary podcast. I am your host, Danielle Holloran, and today we are going to be chatting about Three different tips to begin growing your business locally. I thought this would be such a fun topic to dive into since I've never really covered the topic at all on the podcast. I talk about this a lot during mentorship calls, but I've never really talked about networking and growing your business locally, the podcast. And I really do believe it is something that is so important and so valuable as a small business owner. So, I figured I would break it down into three different tips that you can take away and apply to your own business moving forward into the new year. Now, some of these things I've done personally and have experience in. Some of these things I actually have not even done for my business, but just in talking with other small business owners and chatting with different small business owners basically all over the country, I've gotten a lot of feedback and Tips and tricks on how other small business owners approach growing their business locally within their community. When I first started Details and Swirls, the predominant focus of my business was my local wedding sign rentals, which I still do today. And that portion of my business is definitely very localized and Not necessarily driven by social media at all I talk about this a lot in my wedding rentals mentorship program but the thing I love so much about doing wedding rentals Especially when I first got started is that I found that it was Actually much easier to grow and develop a business that was based locally than it was to grow and develop a business like my Etsy shop or something that I had just started off with when I first started my business that was solely online. I found that the local side of my business and the wedding rental side was able to grow at a much more rapid pace because of that local connection that we'll talk about. So my number one tip, and this is going to just totally depend on the industry that your business in, but my number one tip is to begin to build a community with your peers and fellow business owners in your industry. Now, this was the number one reason why my wedding rentals when I first started off were so successful. I wasn't successful because I was posting so much on Instagram and people were finding me through social media or anything along those lines. Absolutely not. I tell all of my mentees that in my first year of business doing wedding rentals, almost all of my clients came from vendor referrals and friends of family and people I knew. But so much of my business came from my community of fellow small business owners in the wedding industry, which is absolutely amazing. I would not have the rental business that I have, nor would I have had such a successful first year that I had with my rentals without the help from other vendors in my Community. And I often think that this community aspect of being a small business owner is often overlooked because, you know, we're not in an office, we're not working with coworkers, we don't have that community, we don't have those built in networking events or office parties or anything along those lines. But it is still very important, in my opinion, to form relationships with those in your industry. Now, obviously, the wedding industry is much easier to do this in than if you were kind of in more of an obscure industry with the types of products that you're selling. But try to think broad when it comes to the types of products you're selling. So Of course, if you sell wedding signs of any type or anything having to do with weddings, you're already going to have a built-in community wherever you live with so many wedding professionals that you can reach out to and start to build relationships with. Now, if you have a business not in a very predominant industry, try to think out of the box and think if there are any other small business owners in your community who either do something similar to what you do or do something complementary to what you do. Let's say that you sell home decor, but you know of a business owner that does macrame or sells candles. You know, both of those things are also home decor. They kind of go along the same lines. So start to build a relationship with other small business owners in your community community. I have met so many wonderful business owners, yes, in the wedding industry, but also not in the wedding industry as well. When you're listening to this episode, I will actually be throwing my small business bash tomorrow. I am so excited. I cannot wait to meet in person even more small business owners in my community and bring together those people who may not know each other and help build their networks and their communities. I'm just very, very passionate about it and very excited. So, all of that being said, my first number one tip is start reaching out to people, you know, even if it's just on social media, introduce yourselves and just start building a relationship and a network with other small bu- other small business owners in your industry within your community. Absolute number one tip. Now, my second tip is to actually get out there and get involved within your community. So first tip is kind of behind the scenes, networking, building relationships. Second tip is actually physically getting out there. So I think that markets are an absolutely amazing way to Get exposure to your business. Now, full disclosure, I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. I've actually never done a full market or festival or anything along those lines. It's something that I've wanted to do. When I first started my business, I honestly just did not have the time because I was still working full time. And then when I did take my business full time, it was in the height of the pandemic. The pandemic and markets were not going on. And then, once markets just started to pick back up, I honestly just do not have the time in my schedule right now to carve out time for a full weekend market or something along those lines. So, it is on my list of things to do, but I have talked to so, so, so many small business owners who do markets all the time. And I've heard so many incredible things. So, no matter where you live, there's going to be some type of market for small business owners or handmade businesses, craft market, you know, you name it, there's going to be something. So my suggestion to you would be just to start researching craft shows or handmade markets in your area. They're most likely going to be in bigger cities. I know that Providence, where I live in Rhode Island, has a bunch of Markets all the time. We also have seasonal markets like we have the Situate Art Festival, which I would love to do one year. That is on my bucket list at some point or another. We have the Wickford Art Festival. There's lots of different seasonal festivals as well that recur every single year that are kind of bigger events and then markets that happen all the time throughout the year that are just more so pop-up small business markets. So my suggestion to you would just be to start researching, see if you can find any markets in your area, and go through the process of either applying. I know some markets near us, like the Situate Art Festival, you have to actually apply and pay for. I think every single market, just depending on where you live and the size of it, all of the requirements are going to be very different. But Just do your research and see if you can find any upcoming markets in your area. Another great way to do this is just take to Facebook and start searching through some of the events on Facebook. I know that I've seen so many holiday market events popping up on Facebook in my area. Of course, this time of year, I feel like there's markets left and right with the holidays. So take to Facebook and that can be a little bit of your research for you just going through the different events and seeing if you can find any in your area. Of course, doing markets is a whole different realm in itself. <laughs> Typically, you have to bring you know, a table, all different types of display items, so it is a lot of work and a bit of prep beforehand, but not only are markets great for, of course, selling your products in person and, you know, making sales, of course, that's great and all, but I really do think mar- markets are so much more important for creating personal connections within your community and with other small business owners in your community. So if you think about it, when you are going to a market, if it is a there are going to be so many other small business owners who are also going to be at that same market selling their products. So, you'll get to meet so many other small business owners and going back to tip number 1, really building that connection and network within your community. But not only do you get to meet other small business owners, but you'll also get to meet customers face to face in person and talk to them about your business and talk to them about your products and the hard work that goes on behind the scenes in making the products you're selling. And I do think that there is a lot of weight in that. You know, when you're selling products online, of course, customers are appreciative of our work and everything along those lines. But when they actually can match a face to the product and can see face to face oh my gosh, like you're the one who's actually making this, they get to meet you in person and hear a little bit more about your business. It really does go such a long way. I know that the customers that I have met in person and all the different in-person kind of things that I've done are still customers that still order from me to this day and I remember that and it's really special to know that they've been following along with me since they met me at, you know, this event or that event. So, of course, markets can be really great for our business if you want to, you know, get more sales and sell in person as well as online, but I do think that they are even more important for establishing your name in your community, meeting customers, and meeting fellow small business owners. Now, my third and final tip for establishing your business locally and within your community would be doing pop-up shops. Now, pop-up shops are a little bit different than markets in the fact that pop-up shops are just you, yourself, popping up at a location so it's not an event it's not a market with lots of other small business owners or anything like that it's just an individually run in-person event now i have done multiple pop-up shops in the past before i started doing my seasonal like quote-unquote pop-up shops on my website even though they're not actual pop-up shops but the name has just stuck over the years, so that's what they're called. I used to do seasonal pop-up shops actually in person at a location. Now, same thing goes for pop-up shops as markets in the fact that there are lots of different benefits aside from just selling your products. So when it comes to pop-up shops, obviously the first question would be, well, how do I find a location to even pop up at? You know, I don't have my own storefront or anything like that. So how does that even work? And the first great thing about pop-up shops is that you're able to establish a relationship with local businesses in your area. So unlike markets where you can establish a relationship with fellow small business owners in your area. For pop-up shops, you can actually build and establish a relationship with other establishments and businesses in your area like boutiques or restaurants or salons or stores. Basically, any storefront you can reach out to and see if you can host a pop-up shop. Now, obviously, Not every single place you reach out to is going to either, one, have the availability in their schedule, two, have the space to accommodate you, or three, be willing to have you pop up. (laughs) But my recommendation would be to reach out to some restaurants, some boutiques in your area, and see if they would be willing to come together to do a pop-up event. You can either go into these places in person and introduce yourself, ask for a manager, something along those lines, or you can just send an email and reach out that way and just introduce yourself, let them know kind of what your business is about, what you sell. If you've done any markets in the past, you know, you can send along some photos to just demonstrate how your products would fit in there establishment and throw out a couple of dates where you would be available. Obviously, I think pop-ups are a little bit easier to coordinate around the holidays, you know, like Small Business Saturday, things like that. I think a lot of local businesses love to have different events going on during the holidays. Aside from, you know, a normal time of year, it may be a little bit more difficult to arrange something, but it's still worth reaching out and asking and trying to see if you can pop up somewhere. I'm sure that at least one place that you reach out to will have availability in their schedule and space to accommodate you. It is a win-win for both people because obviously it's a win for you. You're popping up there. You get to meet them and also get to meet customers in person, but also The business that's hosting you is now going to have a whole new group of people coming into their store, restaurant, whatever it is, who may not have ever gone in before. So definitely, definitely something to keep in mind. Like I mentioned earlier, so many of the customers that I've met during my pop-up shops are still my customers today. And the pop up shops that I've done in the past have really, really helped with my business, especially locally, and even just growing your network and relationship within customers, too, because a lot of handmade businesses and local businesses are word of mouth. Of course, social media helps, but I really do believe that it is much easier to grow within your community if one person purchases from you and they have a really great experience when their friend or parent or sibling, family member, co-worker, you name it, is looking for a gift or looking for something to purchase for someone, you're going to be at the top of that customer's mind and they're going to be able to refer you as a local business who does beautiful work. I've gotten so many referrals just from local customers who have purchased from me, who refer me to their family members or their friend or this person or that person. And it really is amazing and it really truly does help your business grow. Now, of course, there are a boatload of other tips and tricks that you can do to establish your business locally, but I really do think that these three tips tips are your best starting point to really hit the ground running and start building your name within your local community. So just to recap, number one would be to start to build your relationship with fellow small business owners and just begin to build your network within your industry. Number two would be to try to get into some markets in your area and number three would be to try to organize one of your own standalone pop-up shops at an establishment in your area. Let me know if you take any of these tips and apply them to your business. Let me know if you start doing any markets or pop-ups. I love following along with all of those things and setup and everything like that. So definitely keep me in the loop if you have these tips. Today, I'll be writing down in my figurative detailed diary. That while social media can be super overwhelming and so much pressure on us to grow and build our businesses, a lot of times we just need to think outside of the box a little bit and start with some new strategies and see if we can build a relationship with those local in our community to support local and handmade businesses because you'll surprise yourselves. It really truly does make a difference. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We have an amazing guest interview for next week, so be sure to tune into that. And we did just hit 20,000 downloads on the podcast, so thank you all so much for all of your support this past year on the podcast. It really means the absolute world to me. I cannot believe that we've just hit 20,000 downloads. It's absolutely crazy. So thank you all so much. And I will chat with you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detail diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. So you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at detailed diary podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode until then have an amazing week.